looks like to lose. Reddit, run from it. Destiny still arrives. Entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 178 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this New Year's adventure, the young, the restless, the man with the letterman jacket on, Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch. The man who likes to, uh, I don't know, Mr. Les's... Yeah, I don't know either. Gonzalez. <laughs> We're starting this on off good. That must be one of the saddest intros I have ever heard. Yeah. Man, he does it on purpose. So I, I swear I didn't do that one on purpose. Okay. I looked at you. You were on your phone. It threw me off. The man, man we call. me under the bus, huh? Well, no, you're researching, I would imagine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I you're am. doing your, your pre-production research. I get it. Crack team, dude. Yeah, your crack team. By show of hands, how many people actually are on their phones or laptops when they're recording podcasts as I stall King Tom's intro? Sorry. Yeah, King Tom's got his hand up, by the way. My other hand is holding my phone. There's all you people out there. But you know what? It's because we, we need to be on the ball, dude. We need to know the information. Associated Press. On the stick. On the stick. Uh, the man we call King Tom. The king of all pods. The chance in Chansky. Say hello to King Tom. Wait, hold on a second. Let me finish writing this fan letter to Carl Weathers. <laughs> there we go. That's, That's a good right. one. What a great episode, by the way. And we're, yes. we're going to talk about that. Now, Mr. Struthers isn't here with us as of right now. He is en route and he's trying to make it. And hopefully he comes on. We're recording on a different day because obviously the holidays are all landing on the exact days of the holidays, Christmas and New Year's or Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So we are on a Friday night again. 
And this is going to be a fun little episode because we're going to talk about our like coolest moments in fandom of 2019 since it's coming out after the new year. And by the way, happy new year. Happy 2020. A decade is over and a new decade is upon us. So congrats to everybody for staying alive and healthy and all that good stuff. But we're going to break down some stuff in fandom. And then we're all going to talk, also talk about Mando. It came out, the finale came out last night. And we're going to talk about our favorite moments in Star Wars fandom as well. But before we do that, let's talk about how everybody's doing. King Tom, how the heck are you, man? I'm enjoying the summer-like 60-degree weather in central Ohio in late December. <laughs> is that That's summer-like for you down there. 60 degrees over here is called like the polar vortex. Yeah, we're free. Yeah, we're Angeles. 60. Actually, it's, it was, it's been 38 over here. And everybody, and there's been snow on the mountains. Like I can walk outside and look up in the mountains, and it was covered in snow. It was beautiful. So I felt like I lived in Colorado or something for this. <laughs> wow. It'll be for about six days, and then it'll just burn. It already right melted. It already melted exactly. and melted yeah. during the afternoon. It was gone. Burn right. It's gone already. Keep on going. I think it's supposed to go back to freezing here on Sunday or Monday. So no, I'm just God. enjoying it while I can. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. How about you, Boo? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How was Christmas? How was Christmas for everybody, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I was about to start off with that. My Christmas was great. This Christmas was great. I spent it with the uh, with the Browns at the Brown House, so that was really fun. Uh, nice. This, yeah, so that was a wonderful time. Um, hi, honey. Um, I'm right here, buddy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I just had to say it, you know, just so, you, <laughs> so they know. Yeah. By the way, thank you to Downtown Brittany Brown for jumping in on our yes. Rise of Skywalker review it was great having her so mm-hmm. that was it was epic that was nice yeah so so my christmas was great you know i had a couple of days off which is nice um and looking forward to the new year yes it's already happening it's already there dude yeah it is i here. mean i'm literally it's already there because we're know. recording That's and we're supposed to be in yeah. 2020 it's here back <laughs> to the future again <laughs> how about you Les? how you doing how was your christmas it was pretty good i know you don't uh, like christmas i really don't you're the scrooge uh, my brother brought my nephew down so we ah Got to hang out with him. Nice. Pretty cool. He has like the coolest name ever. What's his name? Adonis. Oh, oh that's <laughs> awesome. Fucking name is Adonis. That's You're awesome. You're just setting him up to be a badass. Uh, yeah, he's already got him swinging hands. So oh. He's into a boxer. So uh-huh, yeah. Cool. Well, he has to. He has yeah. no choice. Well, that's our late. family's favorite sport, so... Very cool. Fight sports as you Very cool. learn. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I yeah. wonder why less. Yeah. yeah. That that episode is uh oh yeah, that episode would have already been out. That's right, it's coming out this yeah, week. You guys haven't already learned. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I spent Christmas Eve with the Saunders family. Oh. We brought Malik over there and we had a nice little dinner at the Saunders family and then Christmas at my mom's house with your parents came. We had a mm-hmm. great time. It was Malik's first Christmas, so that was very, very cool. And I got the uh, shits the next day. I got food poisoning. Was in bed all day. So who, who who's to blame here? I think it's the food that we catered. We catered food. Oh, from where? From careful, you might hurt our sponsorships. I know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? It's the barbecue place that we always get in. They're always fantastic. Oh, you know which one? I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. that was, place is it called that barbecue? No, nobody's ever going to you guys again. No, no that's <laughs> funny because Brittany and I drove by a place that just said wings on the outside. That's yeah, it. That's all you need. Those are they, probably the best places. Yeah, I know. I, that was the funniest thing to me. Is like, where are we going? We're going to Wings. I was like, let's go to Wings. It'd be cool to start a bar and just have a generic sign that says beer. Cheers. No, beer. Oh. Like, you know how they do it? Like Vaughn's or yeah, something yeah. or Ralph's where it's just it's white. The aisle. Like, yeah, yeah, just say beer. And that's the name of the bar. I'm going to beer tonight. Right on. All right. Somebody's going to steal that. Watch. And it's a wine bar. <laughs> it's a <laughs> wine bar. Yeah, that'd be funny. No alcohol served. Oh. That would suck. How, how was your Christmas, King Tom? 
it was good. Yes. You know, the kids, really. thanks for asking. The kids had a great day, so I had a good day. What was their favorite gift that you got them? We got my daughter this dollhouse. That Oh, I saw a picture like a of you in it. It was kind of creepy, by the way. Yeah. It has this big window, so I went around the back and I took a selfie through the window. Yeah, (laughs) it was pretty creepy. But uh, the dollhouse looked cool. We didn't get Malik anything because we got him life. You know, (laughs) it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, so the first year, like, no kid, we had you. Oh yeah, looking him back, he he wouldn't even know what to do with (laughs) him. Yeah. All right, let's get into this, man. You guys uh, all ready to talk some fandom? 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's time to get into the box office. While we were recording this, The Rise of Skywalker had this. It was funny because when the movie came out, a couple of the, in that weekend, people are like, oh, it's kind of a disappointment. And they only made $175 million, not $190 million. Look at what's happening. It's uh, all going down. Kathleen Kennedy is not going to have a job by the end of the week. All of this shit came out. Star and Wars is dead. Star Wars is dead. Too much Star Wars crazy i think worldwide at this point it's up to 600 million by the time you hear this it might even be up to 700 million worldwide it is kicking ass people that went to see it and didn't like it as much the first time have gone back and liked it so much they're going back a third time i've talked to a bunch of people that have done that i know there's a lot of disappointment on twitter and some of it's are we talked about how it's kind of funny because most of the conversations i've heard about the rise of skywalker have been i have this problem and this problem and this problem but i love it and a <laughs> lot of right. us, a lot of us very involved fans have seen the people that don't like it. And, and a lot of their criticisms are, are valid. And I'm not trying to take away from that. But when I talk to casual fans or people who aren't involved in the fandom, they think it's a great movie. Absolutely. I, I think the casual fan walk out of there very entertained. You know, yeah. I'll say this again. There's, there's a markers for a Star Wars movie that I always want to get when I go watch it. And that's. Does it make me laugh? Is it going to give me goosebumps? Is it going to get me emotional in certain parts? And am I going to walk out with a smile on my face? And it did all of that. Of course, mm-hmm. there's flaws in the film. There's big flaws in the film, story-wise. But it did all of the things that I wanted it to do. So successful at making an, a great movie. I watched it a second time. And I really, really enjoyed it the second time. Uh, mm-hmm. more than the first time. I mean, you, it, the first 30, 40 minutes doesn't rush by you because you know what's going to happen and you're expecting it and it kind of slows down. So very, very happy with it. Uh, King Tom, did you, have you seen, how many times have you seen it so far? Twice? I'm up to four with a fifth scheduled for Sunday. Very cool. It's getting better every single time? It is. Yeah, like the first two times, I, I think, when we spoke about it, I saw, I had only seen it the two times opening night and I loved it. It was unsettling. I wasn't settled with it. Maybe that's a better way of putting yeah. it. I still had problems with it. Saw it again the next day with, with my kids. My, my son was not scared at all. He did not like the Snoke stuff in the last Jedi. He was scared. He did. He was fine with rise of Skywalker oh, cool. and just knowing everything that was going to happen, knowing about the pacing, I was able to take it a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. Very and cool. it, it got better. Yeah. And it's, uh, I love the fact that it's kicking ass mm-hmm. money yeah. wise. All right. Since we don't have the illustrious Mr. Strathers here, King Tom always fills in beautifully. And we are lucky enough to be able to talk about, and I didn't think we would be able to do this because I didn't think we were going to have the schedule down, but we can talk about the season finale of Mando. 
And then we'll talk about our favorite Star Wars moments in 2019. I'm sure that little green dude is going to be on everybody's list. <laughs> um, Maybe. But, yeah. I'm talking about Baby Guido. I would actually be down for a Baby Guido. That'd be funny. They'd be like a Muppets, little baby Muppets. Does he come like with a blaster? Yeah. Yeah, he's just shooting everywhere. Oh, that dude, that solo? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for some reason, he hates solo. Scotty <laughs> 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 Chua. Um, yeah. You know you're a Star Wars fan when you are doing different alien languages and you get the words right. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, Speaking of that, that's funny. I had a moment of when I was watching The Rise of Skywalker. I'm a real Star Wars fan because I noticed that the dish was back. On, oh, the, yeah? on the Falcon. Yeah. And I was like, fucking, I was like, holy, I was proud of myself, but I was like, Jesus Christ, I noticed the dish. Yeah. You know, you're a Star Wars fan when you notice that in the trailer. I didn't watch uh, any. I was, no, that's right. It wasn't the trailer. Yeah. That's right. You are right. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't the trailer, but in the movie, I was like, the dish was analyzed by millions of people. <laughs> yeah. But they hit me. I was like, oh, the dish is back. I was like, oh my God, the dish is back. That's cool. King Tom, guide us through this season finale, will you? Okay, well, we picked up pretty much from, actually, well, no, it, it was right after the last episode, but it was one of the most entertaining yes. uh, uh, scenes in the whole show. And and I, I should have mentioned that this episode was directed by Taika Waititi, which might explain some of the quirks, but... <laughs> which you can tell in the first five minutes, right? Right. The first few minutes were these two scout troopers who... Before today were my favorite type of Imperial trooper. Uh, they were outside of the town of in Navarro. They had baby Yoda in the bag and they were waiting for something. And these two scout troopers were just talking about what was in the bag. Should we offer that thing some water? You just want to look at it. So what? You got to see it. Barely. I mean, I grabbed it up off the ground and I stuffed it in the sack. It's more than I got to see it. Look, I'm not taking it out of this bag until I deliver it to the mall. Fine. Okay. Stop asking. And I believe that they were voiced. I, I read this online. Oh, One was all. voiced by Adam Pally. And the other by Jason Sudeikis. Is that I right? Like, who are those two? Mm-hmm. I know one of them's voices. Oh, okay. That's bag. great. Okay. So the bag and they, you know, they have baby Yoda in the bag and the bag starts moving. So the one starts hitting it. Yeah, yeah. How many people wanted to just jump in through the TV? And oh, everybody. I'm like, don't oh, you yep. fucking touch him. Don't you touch him. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's the type of thing where I, I said before, scout troopers were my favorite kind of trooper. Now, no longer. They are down at the bottom of the list. And um, they start talking about whether to take it out because the other one hadn't seen it. One take a look. And I think the other one hit it, too. It, yeah. What but, a dick. So, yeah. So we cut back to the town and... The Mando, Grief, and Cara Dune are holed up in the bar. Moff Gideon, uh, played by the, the great Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, he has his death troopers. He has his stormtroopers. Yeah, They're just, does. it's, it's, it's a showdown and he's, he's threatening them when all of a sudden we cut back to outside of town. IG 11 shows up and stop that. Identify yourself. I am IG 11. I am this child's nurse droid, and require that you remind him to me immediately. A nurse droid? I thought it was a hunter. Aren't IGs usually hunters? Yeah, well, evidently this one's a nurse. I- I'm sorry, nurse, but you're gonna have to get out of here. Are you refusing my request? No. 
I'm telling you to get out of here. D disables the two scout troopers, takes their speeder bike. That was unpleasant. I'm sorry you had to see that. And this is the type of thing that it, it, it goes all the way back to Return of the Jedi. You get <laughs> IG-11 on the speeder bike holding baby Yoda speeding through town taking out fools left and right um doing a spin know, move to protect them doing, and yes, still blasting yes. from behind oh i just have a jump yeah, out of my this sofa. is all at like full speed, speed yeah this isn't at like yeah. cruiser speed this is like and then baby yoda's just like ah. yeah baby yoda's having <laughs> yeah. a blast he's like yeah great so great, great scene so he makes it into the bar uh moff gideon and his forces they're they're They've dwindled a little bit, but they, they have a, a heavy blaster cannon. Mandalorian and the others are trying to get access to this sewer grate, but it isn't until they send a flame trooper inside. Yeah, and Baby Yoda uses the force to redirect the flames outwards, taking out the flame trooper. The Mando is injured, but they open up the sewer grate. Everyone else makes it through except for IG-11 and the Mando. The Mando's like, no, leave me. And... IG-11 convinces him to take off his helmet because he's not a living being. So we finally see but the Mando's face. And put it on the internet. <laughs> he put yeah. it on yeah. Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here he is, y'all. <laughs> we also learn his name, Den Jaren, I believe it Din is. Jaren. Din, Din Jaren. Jaren. Yes. And that Cara Dune was from planet alderaan yeah, yeah that was cool that too was cool, which yeah. in, in her yeah. full name too right carissa dune something like yeah, yeah. He, he said it really quickly but it, it turns out that moff gideon was a former isb agent imperial security bureau basically like the political branch of the military that keeps an eye on the rest of the military to make sure they're all in line with the emperor and his orders king Kong, and, king Tom, let me interject real quick you know what yeah. surprises the shit out of me is that the New Republic executed war criminals. I get, yeah. I get that's what we do here in the world and the mm -hmm. earth, but I, I didn't think the New Republic would take it that far and do executions of war criminals. It didn't surprise me as much. Yeah, it, I was a little thrown off. You kind of... Like, I can't see... I can't see Leia telling people oh no i i to I, execute i'm sure it comes work. down i'm sure it comes down to courts decisions are made right. there's juries and be like well this mofo gotta die that's, that's it was it just it shook me a little bit really yeah, yeah. no i yeah no I, I caught it too it gave me a real world like oh yeah this this is yeah, this, this is what we do here yeah it's not just but, lightsabers and force you know there's you know there's courts there's right. decisions being made you know there's still a republic there's still a senate where people are like yeah he's gotta go that's that's an excellent point Raj. yeah i, I picked up on that too so he was he was with the isb and he was also involved in the purge of mandalore mm. and i think this episode gave the strongest evidence that it was the planet of mandalore we find out we see the we see the culmination of the flashback that we got earlier on in the season yep. where the mandal the mandalorian child was saved by a group of mandalorians specifically death watch which is one of the groups of Mandalorians that we saw in the Clone Wars. I am Pre Vizsla. We are the Death Watch, descendants of the true warrior faith all Mandalorians once knew. Now my people are living in exile because we will not abandon our heritage. Our people were warriors, strong, feared. Now they're ruled by the new Mandalorians who think that being a pacifist is a good thing. 
They've given away our honor and tradition for peace. After that, there's there's a conversation between Kara, Grief, and the Mandalorian where uh, where they talk about you know the man being Mandalorian is not part of a race; it's a creed. Mm-hmm. And the camera cuts right to Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I didn't pick up on that the first time, but I did the second mm-hmm. time. Yeah, so they they make their way. The IG Eleven heals the Mandalorian. They make their way back to the, the covert. I believe that's what they call it. Yep. And it's gone. There's just a bunch of Mandalorian armor laying on the ground. The armorer is there, though. She says she needs to take care of things there. Yeah, she piled. Um, she piled the armor up. Yeah. 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 So she basic she gave the Mandalorian his signet, which was a um Mudhorn. The Mudhorn. Yeah. yeah. And he told her the story about Baby Yoda and she says, You're responsible for this creature. Yeah. Your dad. That's no. your foundling. Yeah. It's you exactly. It's it's your foundling. Yeah. So she's she let him restock his weapons and gave him the rising phoenix, Ugh. which I guess is the traditional Mandalorian name for the jetpack. Yes. And by the way, it gave me a rising phoenix. Yeah, that was pretty (laughs) sick. Yeah. 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 They left through the tunnels and then there was an awesome scene where she's just kneeling on the ground and five or six stormtroopers come into her lair and she takes them out with two hammers. And takes them out. She crushes a dude. Okay, that's what I want to ask ask you guys. We've never seen this in any Star Wars live action or, or cartoon. Amazing. Or anime anything. We never seen a stormtrooper's face get pummeled like that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah you, oh, the you breaking see, of the chin. Yeah, the yes. Mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so badass. No, dude. and then that was badass. But then the finish. You know what happened? She crushes a dude's head with a <laughs> oh, hammer. Yeah. You don't see it. No, but you, you hear, hear it. it and hear you it. know what happened? No, what about it sounds her like a duck and quacks like a duck? Into tossing, the, yes, tossing, oh, the dude gets melted. The dude into the straight yeah. up yep. into the foundry. Yes, like legit, like and he instantly goes. He incinerates right away. He didn't even make noise. He was like, gone. Gone, yeah. and I'm like so badass. I gotta I rewind want that. that. I had yeah. to rewind that and watch. That was like a gently, oh, sexy, like like awesome. Van Damme ish, like the level of fight choreography. Like the Mando sucks at fighting. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's not that great. He's he not that great. But Gina Carano's Cara Dune. She's got her MMA and her fight choreography. She can pick it up. She kicks ass. And then the 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 Smith. She just mm-hmm. showed her God. metal. Literally, unintended. Yep. Dude. Showed it all, dude. It was freaking awesome. And by the way, let's go back real quick to when the Mando grabs that big cannon gun and just fucking oh. e- EWP, EWP. Oh no, the hit. Oh they, no, the E Web. They, they didn't use the E Web. Did it? Was that the E Web? That was the E Web. That was the E Web. It was another version. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, that, that was badass. That was the for me. That was a total uh, judgment, uh, judgment day Terminator oh, scene yeah. where he's just mowing down mofos. So yes, that scene was awesome. The the crew sets I don't want to say set sail, but there was no sail involved. They <laughs> find a, a a river boat down this lava river in the sewers that is is manned by and we I think I believe we saw sketches of this mm-hmm. droid on making Star Wars, but it's this awesome <laughs> astromech droid with arms and legs that basically pilots the boat. Here's the funniest thing, though. When I first saw that, when we went, got to go to the set and Jason showed me a picture of that actual, not the sketch, the picture, we both thought that this thing is going to be a badass, like, bounty hunter ends up being, like, a sail. A little riverboat. A little riverboat, dude. <laughs> That's epic, man. Yeah. 
And they are almost at the mouth of the river, and they realize there are a bunch of stormtroopers and death troopers just waiting for them. So to ensure that they live, IG-11, you know, he's his his primary programming is taking care of the baby, but his factory programming is to ensure that he does not get captured. Mm-hmm. And he says the best way to ensure that the baby's survival is to sacrifice himself to you know, engage the auto destruct. So he walks through the lava like the Terminator. Absolutely, that not, was not only so the, cool. Not only the Terminator, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, the grandmother did the same saves thing. the exact same thing. Saves the family, if I'm not mistaken, in that novel. Why you? Why you got to bring me yeah. down like that? Sorry, buddy. We're we're in a high moment, a cool moment, and now you got to make it that. Sorry. So he walks out to the mouth and it blows up his thermal detonator, taking out all these oh, stormtroopers. The boat makes it out, and then Moff Gideon is there flying around with his TIE fighter. Mando uses the rising phoenix and a cable to catch up to the TIE fighter, pulls out some detonators, blows off the wing. He lands. The The day appears to be saved. The town is cleansed. Grief is going to reopen his bounty hunting business. He's going to employ Cara Dune as a muscle. As enforcer, no, yeah. No, no better enforcer in the, in the Star Wars galaxy. And, and the Mando sets off with the baby to go find the baby's people. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. After he takes off, we go back to Navarro. A bunch of Jawas are picking through the TIE fighter. Of course they are. They hear, a noise. Yeah, they hear a noise. They scatter. And all of a sudden, you see a dark blade pierce the skin of the TIE fighter, open up a doorway, and there's Moff Gideon with the Mandalorian Darksaber. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. End of season. That is the craziest. When I saw that, I, I texted you immediately, hey, Keaton. What, what, what does that mean? A lightsaber. Not just any lightsaber. It can't be. So you recognize it? That I do. It is the Darksaber. A symbol for the leader of House Vizsla, and later, the group known as Death Watch. I didn't know Mandalorians developed a type of lightsaber. We didn't. This was one of a kind. Legend tells that it was created over a thousand years ago by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. After his passing, the Jedi kept the saber in their temple. That was until members of House Vizsla snuck in and liberated it. They used the saber to unify the people and strike down those who would oppose them. One time, they ruled all of Mandalore wielding this blade. And it has been a symbol of whoever is in charge of Mandalore at that time. So Uh. it was wielded in a Clone Wars by Maul. Uh, Sabine had it in Rebels. Mm -hmm. She handed it to Bo-Katan Kryze, a character from the Clone Wars who was later in Rebels, and she was in Rebels. This was before the Mandalorian Purge. She was basically the leader of the Free Mandalore movement. And so somehow, during the Purge, Gideon must have gotten it. And, you know, the Mando doesn't know he's alive, doesn't know he has the Darksaber, so obviously this is doing a huge job of setting up season two. And I I don't know about you guys. There was so much that happened in this episode. I totally forgot. They never answered the question of who the mystery person was in the Tatooine episode. They sure didn't. I think that's just going to, that's just going to spill over. Mm -hmm. No. And then they also did major reveals when they talked about, I thought they were going to tell us who Yoda species was. Oh, they were teasing it. I was Mm -hmm. like, 
what do they? I, I, I like literally turned the volume all the way up, and then when they when uh, the Smith alludes to sorcerers, the sorcerer, yeah, and Mandalorians of old fought against warriors to, uh, that used this power, and the, the Jedi. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's so awesome, dude. Now here's like, the thing. The here's the thing. Is, he, they just laid all this history out, man. That I'm like, I, I need all this. When she says you need to go find his or her people, I don't know. It's people. It's people. <laughs> it's people yeah. Go find it's race, the species, or go find the Jedi. Because he says you want me to go find somebody that was enemies to the Mandalorians. He's talking about Jedi. He needs to find a Jedi. Is what I'm thinking. No, I, that's what he says. You 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 want me? Yeah, you, you want, want me, me to, to go and take this species back to an enemy of ours? Yes. And she said, "No, this no, is no, the no, way. Is the no, way. no, no, no." She, you know, he asks. He asks. So this this thing it was our enemy. She's like, "Well, no, not it specifically, yeah, but it's people. It's people, or no? Uh, back then it was. Yes. Now, and but but what my understanding is that he has to take it back. She or he has to take it to find where it is from, where it is supposed to be." That was my understanding. I, I didn't get any Jedi connection. I, they, they did it's talk either, about it. Yeah, because but, he, but did, say, he right, did it opens say that. It up. It's like a oh, yeah, threaded it opening it up, yeah. where it's either you find another Jedi or you find its, you find its species yeah. or he continues to train this. Question to what are the Jedi's? King Tom, what are the, I thought about this. What Jedi's are still alive at this moment? There's only four. Luke, Leia, oh, yeah. and Ahsoka. Ezra, Ahsoka. But Ahsoka's Maybe. not a Jedi. She at that well. She walked away from the order, right? Well, you can't. You can say Ezra's not a Jedi either. Then maybe Cal from her. the Fallen Order video game. Maybe Cal from Fallen Order video game. But it would, uh, as far as crazy. we know, it's easier to find the Jedi than it is to find Yoda's baby Yoda's. That's people. exactly my whole point. No, I agree with you. And it's very easy to bring somebody back that Dave Filoni it has been hinting constantly, even recently, because somebody said just because we heard Ahsoka, does that mean she's dead? And she's and he illustrated something real quick in 10 seconds and drew a whole thing and had Gandalf next to her okay. and said something Filoni, okay and, now now it's my turn and, to get and Gandalf and he, and he said no no and he said just like Gandalf's character Gandalf wasn't dead either or they thought he was dead they thought he was dead but he and wasn't he returned as the white or whatever that's right that's now it's my turn remember to get she angry. returned as the white too but don't do yeah. that don't play like that because if there's someone that everybody is hoping as a, a bridge all and we've had guests on our show previously that said this person, Ahsoka, is the bridge all for everything. You know, mm-hmm. the linchpin for all of this. Don't do that, man. Like, Don't do that if it's not going to happen. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying all the teasing and the playing around as a creator and, and having the control. For me, that kind of upsets me. You if know? you don't bring her back. If you don't bring her back. Yes, I agree. If, if you're going to play it, it. Look, it's cool to like in the moment you're interviewed and you're like, oh, hold on, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, but dude, don't do that, man. Because I was really bummed when I heard her voice. Yeah. In Rise of because you know she's yeah. dead. And I was like, wait a minute, man. Does that mean? And when Noah told me and I'm like, dude, does that mean she's dead? But think about it. That's like, 40 years after the fact, though. Understood. We have 40 years of storytelling if you com- really com- want her in. Completely understood. And then to hear that, though, and it's just like, okay, fine. Are you going to give that to us? I-, I just love that this show is doing doing all this at the same time you know we get the yeah. the, the whole saga wrapped up and we got all kinds mm-hmm. of information in this series finale in this season finale that was just so much to chew on and so much to just break down and think about and 
it's going to be a long gap, right? Am I not mistaken? Actually, no. no, no Filoni said, uh, was it fall? fall 2020? They already filmed. They didn't film okay. me for, Favreau did. Oh, man, my bad. Um, they, one F to another. They're one person, yeah. <laughs> um, they're Favloni. Favlo- oh, that's a good one. Favloni Ooh. said. Oh, I like that, Favloni. Cool. You should trademark that. I did already. Huh? Done. <laughs> it's done. Go daddy, uh, GoDaddy.com. <laughs> Um, Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. Wrong one. Actually, Danica. Yeah, what bad. are you doing, oh, Tara? Oh, <laughs> oh, what a Freudian slip there. Tara Patrick. For people that don't know who Tara what Patrick do you guys is, know. Yeah, exactly. When you're not at work, Google yeah. Tara Patrick. <laughs> Jeez. You guys are on your phones. Might as well do it now. Yeah. I saw Tara Patrick <laughs> once. Well, easy now. I did. I actually yeah, saw her once. <laughs> I swear. Um, okay, going. What were we talking about? Porn. Ah, no, we were for a second. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Star Wars. Let's go back to Star Wars. The, Mando. Star Wars Mando. porn. Star Wars porn. The Star Wars porn. Thing, the the next thing we're getting, other than the Mandalorian uh, next fall, Star Wars thing, porn. We're gonna be getting the Clone Wars in yes. a few months, and they could include characters like Moff Gideon. In it, and I think this is kind of what Les was trying to say before, where we have these things like Ahsoka's out there, the Mandos, and whatever is going on out there. The person who is, or the people who are doing the Mandalorian, are also the ones doing these other things, like the Clone Wars and like Rebels. So they're the ones that are driving this section of the storyline. So hopefully, we will get answers to these, if not in the next season of the Mandalorian, then soon. Yeah. I agree. Question for you all. We all love this series. We thought it was one of the best of the year. Baby Yoda is one of the best things that happened in Star Wars in 40 years. Do you think the person that's been behind all this will get the opportunity to take the live action films now? Do you think they're going to give Favreau the opportunity to maybe do the next round of of Star Wars movies? Does he want the opportunity? I would imagine he would jump at it, man. I would like to And think I would imagine that the fan base would be ecstatic about it. I don't know. I, I'm going to say I would think Favreau would enjoy just this double A league glory. You Ooh, know what I mean? It's not even double A. Like, this is triple A league yeah, glory. This you is, know, yeah. like, it's as close to the majors as you this can. This is the Miami Marlins. Yes, fine. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. This, I would, I would, I would like to think he's like, you know what? I'm good here. I can do this. I mean, just how polarizing all of this is and for him to even well actually no that's no, true because why he, would he want no, to get into this but, right but now then again, <laughs> but then again he may just have the balls to do it because he took a major gamble yep. by revealing that little green baby dude by by even yeah. making well that, not only that he had a major balls of hiding that thing and and he yes. hid that thing so well yes he palpatine mm-hmm. that mofo and it he dropped sure that out there and say hey star wars community and sci-fi community here you go you know look at this I, I will give you man. kudos though, Les. We'll give you kudos. We were, I was wrong. Dominic was wrong about who saves that kid. It was the Mandos coming in, and you called that. You said that it was going to be the Mandos coming in That's and just right. blowing people up. Just, just a, a crew, a, a core coming in. Yeah, right? yeah. Good call on that one. That worked out, and that scene was pretty badass. It, it was, was cool. heroic. Yeah. No music <laughs> or no sound. That just was awesome. silent. Yeah, just. And I know everybody thought that was Boba Fett in the very, for first split I, second. I thought so at <laughs> first. And then, you know what I liked about that? It just shows that Bond is so strong. You know, they were there yeah. to take care of their own. Yeah, absolutely. And you got that from the third episode. Was it the third episode or the fourth episode of this season? Third. 
third episode where, you know, they may have gave him a hard time, but when he was in trouble, they showed up too. You know, and that's twi- that's they they showed up to help him out too. So it's like, you know, they're where wherever you're in danger, don't think you're alone, man. Like they can help, they'll be there if they can. This is the way. Mm-hmm. This is the way. It sucks that Nolte won't be back. I really thought that IG Eleven was going to grab Stick him around. and do the back back the thing stuff. on him. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. shame that he won't be back around because he was a great character. You know, uh, something about that. You know, the the whole episode felt like a like a old western. I was waiting for Clint Eastwood to you know roll around. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a shootout. Okay, corral. You know, whatever you want to put in there. Great episode. Mexican standoff. Yes, exactly. I, I got that feel the entire time. And the thing that I like is that we still have a, I guess, like a home base or a place to go back, which is Navarro. You know, we have Carl Weathers is still alive. We have mm-hmm. Cara doing, you know, we can have a, a connection. I, I don't think he'll be able to come back necessarily because he's on the mission that he's on now. But, you know, that feel of, all right, you know, this is, this mm-hmm. is cool. You know, you know, the whole, the old Western, you know, you're waiting for him to ride off into the sunset kind of thing. Really, really awesome. I, I caught that at the end. I was like, this was, this bitch. This Super is amazing. Cool. And you, you definitely will see those two back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely. Will. He'll go back. They're, they're great characters. Yeah. yeah. You know, he has to go back at, you know, at least, uh, you know, communication or something like that. And it looks like the covert is going to stay. Yes. There. Cause the, all the, all the, all the, the, the troopers are gone. Right. So it looks like the covert will stay. So he even has more of a connection to come back. And I guess for Celebration 2020 Anaheim, we're going to definitely, it's going to be Mando-centric. It's going to be all Mando. Yeah, Mando and TV mm-hmm. shows. And uh, casting, because that starts recording and filming in June. Yes. And then, um, King Tom, aren't we supposed to have some kind of announcement in the next few days or weeks? There have been reports that, and these are some pretty reputable places. I don't know what they are off the top of my head. I just remember when they were announced a few weeks ago or when they were in these stories a few weeks ago, people were like, Oh wow. It's if they're saying it, it must be true. Mike Zero. But there's been word. Yeah. <laughs> there's been word that the Lucasfilm will announce the next movie or the next idea for movies next month, sometime in January. We're also supposed to hear about project luminous, which is this publishing initiative involving some of their most prolific authors that they're doing. We're supposed to hear more information about that in Jan- oh, January, which which would be nice. I do want to say one thing ab- about the, the show itself. I I love the format where it's just these eight episodes, and each episode is however long it needs to be. Because at first, I really dug the Marvel Netflix shows, but having every one be 12 or 16 episodes, each one is 50 minutes, it just kind of wears on you because they drag out the story. And with the Mandalorian, they have not done that at all. Yes. You get the story you want and you want so much more, but at no point does it feel like they're telling you anything that's that's not necessary. And I, I really like this type of storytelling. Yeah, and also the budget for the many episodes, that's why it looks so great. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. have that budget for 20 episodes or 16 episodes. Or they don't, they don't kind of, well, they, they did a little bit with Werner Herzog, but it's not like where... The first season of Luke Cage, where um, Cottonmouth was such an awesome villain, and then mm. they killed him off halfway yeah. through and switched to was it Diamondback? Yeah, yeah that was bullshit. That was, yeah, that, that 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 was a bullshit move right mm-hmm. there. And it's that's just something it feels like I've seen a lot in the in the Netflix shows. Yeah, and sure. yeah, they they did something similar with Werner Herzog, but at the same time, you had a feeling he wasn't. The the yeah, and at least that lasted seven episodes. Right. Even though he right. wasn't in all of them. 
Well, fantastic. Now, let's talk about, before we talk about movies and TV stuff that we like in 2019, let's talk about our favorite Star Wars moments of 2019. And for me, it was Celebration 2019, Mm -hmm. being there with all you fine people and being able to celebrate, doing a live show with Steel, Um, sitting there and seeing King Tom come up for the first question was fucking awesome. And why you steal my moment, man? Was that your moment? That was my. That moment. was mine oh, too. Yeah. That was that was <laughs> that, that was a awesome. Everybody was like, "Oh, he's doing it." Yeah, it was like my question. Right yeah. when he said that, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Man. It was fantastic, and just just uh, being there for the trailer and the panel, um, it was just that's the greatest moment in 2019, even more so than watching the Rise of Skywalker, and uh, of course having a live action Star Wars series for our demographics i never thought that would ever happen and um it's paid off it's been unbelievable so that's those are my two major things yeah no i would have to agree you know celebration was amazing you know just being being in chicago being around everybody it was just just incredible it's an incredible time it was a whirlwind of a time where you know i lost track of days lost track of hours just everything was everywhere you know but it was a fantastic time you know some something that i I will never forget. So yeah, no, that was fantastic. And, you know, uh, I, I guess, you know, what is it? The, the bittersweet ending that is, you know, the Skywalker saga. It's amazing that it's here, but then I felt shit. It's here. I'm yeah. Like, fuck. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Oh my God, end game. I'm like, well, this is it. People are going to die. Yeah. This is it. Now I don't know where it goes from here kind of thing. I felt the same way with, you know, the Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, they're all got like, I, and I think that's another reason why the Chewie scene hit me so hard. I was like, this is it. They're, they're gone. Yeah. They're, you know, like those characters. We're not going to see them. No, those characters and sadly, you know, real life people, they're gone. And it's like, damn, I, I think that's another reason why it hits so hard is because I'm just like, what he's feeling is what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I don't know. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's sitting there slumped over. He's like, but, you know, somebody's going to tell him, like, somebody's going to tell us, we need you, buddy. You know, this, let's get back into this. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, those, those were my big moments of uh, Star Wars 2019. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, the, first of all, Disney Plus hitting. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It hit. I'm just going to say this now. For all the people that are upset about the evil empire or whatever. After just talking about this and all of you listening, let's be honest here. Star Wars is in great hands. They're in the best storytelling of our lifetime. Like Disney has always done the best job of telling stories and bringing people together and producing things that people like and and shelling out money to make it look good and doing. (laughs) Yeah. Giving you the very, very, very best. They've always done top-notch work and even the work that isn't that good they still put a lot into it uh so yeah i think it's in great hands uh but obviously celebration was really cool i uh, can't wait for 2020 and we get it's in our backyard yeah so it's our our turn to start hosting people and yeah absolutely hello everyone and hang out with us uh so i can't wait for that that's a moment for all of us to shine mm-hmm. um, and then yeah just content just so much out there just the mandalorian and rise of skywalker and then being able to watch all the other movies and resistance and rebels and all this other stuff and just get your fill reading all the books like just 
as far as the Star Wars moment, it's just Star Wars as far as I go. Like there was just so much out there to to in to partake in. Yeah, well, there was. And between comics and just comics and novels. And it's crazy. All kinds of stuff, everyone. Uh so yes, that's my moment. Mr. Chansky? Yeah. Um it's it's been a hell of a year for Star Wars. Like Les said, we've gotten comics, we've gotten books, we got a great video game, TV show, multiple TV shows, and a movie. And it's just, I, I kind of don't want the year to end just because I know while we have some great stuff on deck for next year, it's 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 not going to be the same. But like you said, my big moment was celebration. Boo was the first was in the first group of people I met. I met <laughs> Strothers a few hours later. You know, just, he, he was getting out of getting out of a store right across the street as I was getting out of a lift. Um, I, I met you and Les at the same time. Oh, that was the coolest next moment. Morning. That was the coolest. Was. We had a bloody Mary was, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Les, I think was it, it was sitting between Aaron Boyd was sitting between Les and I during the Rise of Skywalker panel. It, and yes. I met so many other friends, other podcasters, and just random people. It was, yeah, it was so good. It was unforgettable, and I'm really looking forward to, to August because yeah. I have a feeling that's going to be my – I mean, I'm, I'm fine if that's my answer for the highlight of Star Wars for next year. Yeah, because I am. Absolutely. As I, we're going to be – King Tom, we're all going to be at Galaxy's Edge together. We might ride the Falcon together. Just think about that. Maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, as great at, you know, for me growing up and I know Les kind of has mentioned this before, our interests were a very personal thing where we, you know, we didn't know people, friends or other people in school who had our interests. Mm. And now I, I, I get to share Star Wars with a ton of awesome people and it, my, my kids too. And that's, that's great. That is awesome. I think we should have a goal. The Sithless should have a Falcon cockpit ride. Just the Sithless. Just us. We can actually Bogart that whole thing. That is right. Mm-hmm. That is right. That one, is two, three, cool. four. We need two more. We need one more. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. So we have an email about the Mandalorian from Ian. And I uh, love Ian's emails. So uh, let's go right ahead. All right. Here we go. Good afternoon, Sithless. This whole season has been consistent, awesome, and exciting. I truly had no idea what to expect, but from the minute we see Armando Din with his tracking fob, I had a feeling we were in for a treat. And isn't that an understatement? I love the beginning of the episode. Per Taika Waititi, we get some humor to bring down the horribleness that is Imperial Scout <laughs> But God damn it, they hurt our baby three times. I know. Not okay. Not okay. And just as I was fuming over the last punch, in comes IG-11. Perfect timing and super badass. I mentioned this a while ago, but this episode, I got a lot of Lone Wolf and Cub vibes with a touch of Cowboy Bebop and the Clone Wars. Mm. First of all, great calls right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great, great calls on that. This episode was such a badass season finale. God, when I saw Death Watch, that shit was so cool. And it was a funny touch when they're trying to escape to the sewers and Grief takes that fish alcohol from Chapter 4. He starts taking oh, shots. Yes. LOL. Oh yeah, dude. He was just yeah. getting ham bone. Well, yeah, you might as well get tight. Shit, exactly. Yeah. What is it? Uh, liquid courage. What's the movie Fury? Oh yeah, and they're all getting and he's like, we might as well just take get a little, yeah, get a little something going here. Uh, next, that whole battle sequence and Baby Yoda stopping the flame trooper. Amazing. Then we finally get our got our view of Pedro Pascal. His go leave me scene reminded me a little bit of Luke and Anakin on the Death Star. Oh. 
Next, seeing all those Mando's armor, I couldn't believe it. It saddened me to no end. I'm glad the, that the Forger survived and her battle scene was so badass. I also thought IG-11's character arc came full circle beautifully. Mm-hmm. Even the emotional exchange with IG and Den, which had some humor, was still so sad. Finally, a while ago, Dave Filoni mentioned that he was super stoked an animated character of his was, was brought in live action. I have a couple of theories after seeing Death Watch. Okay, so none of the Death Watch Mandos were anyone important. And I only say that because of the helmets of the Mandos. Mm. We saw it didn't have a signet or a symbol on their foreheads. I have a feeling it may be Bo-Katan, Gar Saxon, or Sabine Wren. Oh, shit. Two of these characters held the Darksaber. One was a member of Death Watch who rescued Din, and the other was an Imperial Viceroy who could have worked with Moff Gideon. I'm excited to see where season two takes us, and I hope you all had slash continue to have happy holidays. Thank you so much, Ian. Hell of an email. Yeah, great email. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep that him coming. Was, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if Bo-Katan, Gar Saxon, or Sabine is going to be uh, in this thing somehow, some way. I'll, I'll take all three. <laughs> I'll take any of them, King <laughs> Tom. I'll take any of them. Happy holidays to you as well. Um, we have an email from Chad. This is all Chad has to say. So Ray heals Snake. Ray heals Ben. Ben heals Ray and dies. Did someone heal Anakin by taking Padme's life force? Just question, Sithers. King Tom, I'm going to throw that to you. I'm going to read this Wait, again. Did, did yeah, yeah, someone read it again. say it again slowly? So Ray, I got, I, can, so Ray heals question Snake. That I'm trying to wrap my head around. So can you whisper yeah. it in my ear, though. Yeah, <laughs> say it slowly and whisper it. Yeah. <laughs> Ray heals Snake. Ray heals Ben. Ben heals Ray and dies. Did someone heal Anakin by taking Padme's life force? Oh, did like Palpatine take Padme's life force and put it into Anakin? I, no, I don't think so. I, I think she just she just died over the the emotional distress, and then he was carried on by his hatred. At exactly. This point. Yeah, he, he, he was yeah. alive. By yeah, his he pulled hatred. a Darth Maul, where his hatred just keeps him going. His pain. I I do think that Palpatine used a version of Force Heal on Vader when Anakin was on the table. You, you, you see Anakin on in the lava on the shore and Palpatine kneels next to him and touches his mm-hmm. forehead. Mm-hmm. I think that's a version of force heal. I also oh, think force wow. heals used in a new hope when Obi-Wan does the same thing to Luke, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think he took it from Padme's life energies though. I wonder, be dark I wonder why Obi-Wan didn't help save Padme. Maybe because there was no, no way to wound. Yeah. No, yeah. Ooh. Because it was a broken heart. Nice call. Yeah, there's there's nothing to heal. There's there's nothing physically wrong. True. She's just in emotional. The only way to have healed her was to have Anakin not turn Darth, back. Yeah, not, not to be go Darth all Vader. <laughs> broken hearts yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Good answer there, King Tom. That's why you're the king. That's right. I do I do like how it it's one of those it rhymes things where in The Force Awakens, Kylo told Vader, he will finish what he started. started. And he was able to bring back someone from the other side. Yeah, absolutely right. Wow. Blew your mind right now. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's great moments in 2019 Star Wars. All right, let's get into the top films in 2019 and the top films that we really enjoyed in 2019. 
But we're going to start off by giving you a list from USA Today. There's some surprising ones on here, and I haven't seen all of these. And actually, to be honest with you, I haven't heard of some of these. Um, well, I haven't heard of one of these. Let's give you the list, and let's see if we have seen these films. We'll go backwards. So USA Today has Avengers Endgame. Makes sense. It's mm-hmm. glad that USA Today is acknowledging a superhero comic book film in their top 10, which is very, very cool. They have to. And then this number nine actually has been in the top five on almost every list mm-hmm. that I saw, mm-hmm. except for this USA Today. And that's a movie called Parasite. I heard a lot of good things about this. I've heard a lot of great things about this. And I believe it's a Korean film, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to be unbelievable. So uh, South Korean dark comedy, Parasite. This is the one I didn't hear anything about. It's called Wild Rose. You guys hear about this? No. The musical drama stars newcomer Jesse Buckley as a Scottish woman fresh out of the slammer with a big voice, even bigger dreams of being a Nashville country star, and two little kids who need her as much as she needs the Opry. Doesn't sound great. (laughs) I also saw this on a bunch of different lists. Number seven, Us. Uh, Obviously, Jordan Peele's horror tale. I saw this. I know Boo did not. Nope. Less. Yes. And King Tom. Wait, didn't no. I see Oh, King you? Tom wouldn't see this. Didn't, didn't I see Us with you? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. We saw it together. That's right. Very, very good movie. Very well done. Trippy film. Jordan Peele is getting crazier and crazier. Uh, does it deserve top 10? I think it does, actually, for the year. Number six, Ford versus Ferrari. Didn't get to see it. Boo did. Fantastic. De- deserves this? Absolutely. Okay. Great. 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 Number five, Booksmart, directed by... Olivia Munn, her first directorial debut, and it is a really funny movie. I don't know if it deserves top 10, but it's a really good movie. Olivia Wilde? Exactly. Oh, what did I say? Olivia Olivia Munn. Well, she's always on my mind. That's why. Oh. Damn it. I think think Olivia Wilde should be on your mind. Olivia Newton-John's usually on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Olivia's in there. There's a lot of Olivia's. (laughs) Number four, 1917. I don't even know if it's out yet. Not yet. I think it's a select engagement type thing. Okay. Okay. Next month is when it goes big. Looks really good. Yeah, it does. I mean, really good. And that is a story about a young British soldier who delivers an important message to save his brother and thousands of his fellow soldiers. Number three, this was also on a bunch of lists for top five. Little Women, story that's been done multiple times, but this time I guess it's been done really, really well. How are these movies that literally just came out in the last week let me tell you why they that's how they put them out right before to get the best films of the year because usually movies that come out right in the beginning of the year they get lost they get lost and they get forgotten number two marriage story which i've heard great things about but i heard it's today's version of kramer versus kramer and i am not about to watch another kramer versus kramer because that was a rough movie to watch back in the day Mm -hmm. yeah and i heard this is just as tough and but i've heard that adam driver and scarlett johansson are unbelievable in this if you've seen it, uh, let us know. Number one, Jojo Rabbit. Taika Watiti's World War II fairy tale, Hitler crazy, weird ass story, but it's supposed to be very, very well done. And it's the number one movie as of USA Today of 2019. There you have it. Now, I'd like to ask you guys, what was the great moment in 2019? What is the film, or you're on Netflix, sitting on your couch in your underwear like Boo, yeah, I'm right. I think this might be the best movie of the year. I'm really upset that there's one movie that's not listed on here. It's bullshit. And that would be my number one. My number one film, uh, writing, directing, acting-wise, would be Joker. 
out of any other film in, in 2019. Um, number one movie that I was so excited about, obviously, is Rise of Skywalker. A great time in a movie and a, an overall wonderful, wonderful film would be Endgame for me. Yeah. That was just done really, really well. And it just capped a, an unbelievable run of a decade, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, for Marvel. I don't know that I have exactly one. I, I could probably, I haven't really seen that many movies in the theater this year. I saw Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home, Knives Out, and Rise of Skywalker. The, I, and I, I might have seen a few others. I know I'm, I'm boring and predictable. No, you have kids. But- you know, Knives Out was excellent in every way. But as far as the, the Marvel movies go, Endgame, of course, was amazing. It was the culmination of 10 years. But as movies themselves, the self-contained stories, I think I like Captain Marvel and Far From Home better than Endgame. And wow. I would have to put Far From Home on top because it was such a fun movie. Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zendaya, they were all amazing. And then you, you throw in the twist of um, bringing back J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. You know, no one saw that coming. No, that and even crazy. having Ben Mendelssohn at the end there, that w- was something that took me out of it more than took me out of it in a good way, more than anything that Endgame did, to be honest with you. That's, that's um, interesting. And you know, Rise of Skywalker, it feels because I've been anticipating that so long, it feels unfair to put in the same category. But I think I'd go with, with Far From Home. Good pick. I totally forgot about that. And I forgot about Captain Marvel, by the way. Both it's been really, a long year. Really well done. It's yeah, been it's a, a long, long year. year. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Mine has to be Endgame. Just the. I think we're gonna agree on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the roller coaster. Just the, the chills. The audience. How I felt. Just the moments. Everything was just my 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 mouth was or my my jaw was on the ground the entire time. I'm just sitting there, just melted in my chair. You'd literally have to scrape me off from that chair. So that was yeah. from the hot butter blast. Damn right it was. Yeah, yeah. there, there was a lot of butter. A lot of popcorn. <laughs> no, that provided the most iconic moment. Exactly. There, There's two for me as far as comic book movies go. Uh, one by far is when Captain America is standing there with a broken shield yeah. and Mjolnir oh. and he's bloody as hell. I still get chills. And I'm getting chills right now, and you just hear poisoning. that. You hear that static. <laughs> don't don't you jinx just, us like you, that. You hear the static, and it just. Captain Sam, can you hear me? On your left. Hello? Yep. Steve. Steve. Uh, uh, on on your left. And when that happens, and each and every one of those portals open up, you got to be kidding me, man. I'm 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 chilling up right now, dude. This is by far. I mean, and yes, Rise of Skywalker has some awesome moments. It's fresh, but but as anticipated a movie as anything was in game. Like just knowing what they were gonna do and getting that moment, getting Hulk snap, and then getting oh, man. that moment and just everything i was welled up with tears in my eyes i just i will one of my most triumphant moments as someone who has had to keep in some terms and i've said this before my geekdom hidden in a way you know like the fact that i like comic books i can't kick it in the hood and talk about x-men or you know superman or any of those types of things without people going man get out of here you can now though now which is weird yeah you can now (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i can kick it on the block now and talk all the shit i want to but 
that right there, I was like, this is for all of us. Like, this is for every single one of us that have to chill in the other parts of the campus, you know? And like, this was for us. And then it just leads to that massive, massive battle mm-hmm. where you have Thanos pointing and just everything coming together. And my goodness, that is a movie moment for sure. Like, that was in the theater sitting there. I, you get. I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world right now. Avengers, assemble. Exactly, exactly. And you know something crazy. You know the holidays brings us you know around other family members and things like that. And I'm you know spending more time with you know with Brittany's family or you know, the brown side and all that and she has i believe he's 11 or 12 11 or 12 she has a nephew and he we were sitting down at the kids table talking to him about you know Star Wars and Endgame and all this you know that's what that's what it is for the kids mm-hmm. awesome love doing it this kid sits down and says that Endgame live is is the first movie that lived up to 10 years of the hype he said that yes he said it delivered on the hype i'm like this kid is 11 or 12 and he gets it. It hits him that this this is what we deserve. This is what we need. This is what we wanted. It delivered on every facet of everything that we wanted from hype to excitement to emotions, just everything. And I'm like, damn, this kid's right. It's like, holy shit. I was like, good on you. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like Les said, just an amazing just event, just all leading up to it. You know, after Infinity War, everything is just, my God. I have a question, though. Yeah. What was your guys' most surprising thing? Most surprising movie from 2019? One that caught you off guard? You're like, oh, I'll go see this, one. or I'll one. see this on well, Netflix. I would say the, for Joker, but I've been saying it all along, this yes, movie's going to be rad, so I can't say Joker. That doesn't count. Yeah, the, the one where you just walk in you're just, or sit down, and you're like, oh, shit, that was amazing. Yeah. Shazam. Huh. Shazam was really good. Shazam was awesome, dude. And... That's another moment when he gets the staff and he just says, everybody say, say my name. And at first, the comical part, they're all Billy. And he's like, no, 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 no. Say what I say to turn into this guy. And then they all get imbued with the powers of the wizard and the seven uh, entities was just awesome. dude. And it's a Christmas movie. The most, it is a Christmas movie. It's absolutely a Christmas movie. It's a really good movie. Did you ever get to see Shazam King Tom? (laughs) No, I haven't seen it. That's the one you gotta, you gotta have your kids watch that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You'll love it with your kids. See it with the kids. Was Bumblebee out this year? No. Yes. Was it, was it this year? No. It was last year. year. I finally saw that. Shit. I haven't seen it. Are you kidding me, man? I told you. I, I told you. Don't ruin it. I haven't seen it yet. Laid back and just tears out of my eyes. It was the first 10 minutes of that film. They had my guy on there. Dude, I told you you would love it. It it is a John Hughes action comic book superhero film. It was perfect. When you were talking about the end game scene when we all just died inside and it was the obviously the static and all that. Yeah. And speaking of Rashad today from Wilcom Pod and Steel Wars, everything. Can you imagine if we didn't see the aerial shot in Rise of Skywalker of the ships Mm -hmm. and any trailer and we would have got to see that on screen for the very first time with that original theme queued up? Our minds would have been blown. We would have been blown. Mm -hmm. They 
fucked up on multiple levels on what they yeah. showed us on the trailers and all the TV spots. Even if you didn't watch the TV spots, think about seeing Ray do that jump just on screen for the very first time. Orlando in the Falcon for the very first time. And it would have been exactly the same feel as to on your left. It really would have. And they fucked that up. Yeah. They really fucked that up. And I don't think it's JJ. I think it's because they give those things off. Well, I, I totally agree with you in terms of what was in the the marketing. And the, the other thing is, I went back after seeing the movie. I looked at Reddit. I was looking to see what spoilers are out there. I started looking through MSW. And this whole movie was out there in September. Yes. The entire plot. Yep. And it was the same thing for The Force Awakens. Not The Last Jedi, not Solo, not Rogue One. Force Awakens and Rise of, The Rise of Skywalker. Everything was out there in September. While for the general audiences, Disney marketing showed way too much. There's something going on, Bed Robot, that I'm I'm very glad I didn't, you know, go to any of the spoiler corners. I know, you know, we had talked about some things. I turned off Twitter a few days because there were people who had read these leaks the days leading up to Rise of Skywalker and just blasting him. Yeah, they were blasting him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 100%. Jason had pretty much the major plot points of the film in September. And that's when I told you guys, I saw these pictures. Do you guys want, do you guys want to know? Do you guys not want to know? And most of you guys didn't want to know. And I'm glad I didn't tell you everything because I wish I would have gone in without knowing. Uh, but in the same mm-hmm. thing, I wish I would have gone in without seeing some of those scenes. And I was really worried about that because they did that to us in The Last Jedi as well. Mm-hmm. I think it really, really changed the mood of the film. When you're sitting there and you know what's going to be coming up and you don't even need to be involved in spoilers, just watching all those TV ads, you could pretty much put right. a movie together mm-hmm. just watching that. Or the, the big scene of all those ships coming in to save the day, you know, that's happening. Right. That's exactly, you know that's the exact scene I'm talking about. You kn- Imagine yep. if you didn't know that was happening, they cued that music up. You never hear that original startup mm-hmm. in the film, except for the crawl. And they busted it out for that scene. Imagine the, I, I got goosebumps watching and I still do, but imagine if we yeah. didn't even know about it. Would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. Would have been crazy. Fortunately, uh, yeah, I think they fucked up on that one, but. But you still have to give your surprise. Oh, surprise. Yeah. And then we have to get to King Tom. Yeah. My surprise this year was feeling that emotional when I was watching, uh, Endgame. Hmm. Because I, like I told you guys before, you Infinity were, War. You thought you were dead inside. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was dead inside. And those guys didn't really mean anything to me when they died. Seeing them come back was everything. That was unbelievable. Your body just goosebumps everywhere. You wanted to scream and cheer, even though you knew that was going to happen. And you know what that is? That is good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And good for them not to leak any of that stuff out. Yep. Just great storytelling. Great storytelling and really well done. And it is all culminates with Spider-Man coming out because he Mm -hmm. says everything that we're thinking. Yeah. He comes out and just miles of a hundred miles a minute. Oh, Mr. Stark. And you're just like, (laughs) yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. You're like with them babbling. You're babbling with him and you just feel yourself speaking with him and you're just like oh i knew it i knew they weren't gone yeah i knew they weren't gone and so I knew was, oh yeah it was uh, i mean everybody knew they weren't gone but for them to g- generate that much emotion hell of a job especially man. for I you mean, still especially yeah, for me no, and- exactly my surprise is in this i i did see another movie in the theater i, I remembered uh dark phoenix I did not expect much going into it. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at how 
bad it was. Oh god, it was Ooh. so bad. It 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 was it wasn't like <laughs> so bad. The love guru where oh no. I wished I I wanted to gouge my eyes out, but it was for a comic book movie I could not believe that anyone who who paid any attention to the source material put this movie out. At all. Mm-hmm. I thought we were not going to mention Dark Phoenix. And we had a ban on Dark Phoenix Completely for a while. <laughs> compartmentalized. I put that away. I packed that yeah. way back. It was in the so bad. Of my mind. And you bringing that up and just watching. I apologize. Running images in my just flashbacks right now. Going, Didn't we all go see that together? We did. Yep. We did. Oh, God, Sadly. That was so bad. So and bad. I, I was thinking the highlight of the movie for me was, was Dazzler. No, the exactly. train scene was, was cool. Was seeing, no, the fighting and stuff was okay, but seeing Dazzler, I'm like, that's Dazzler. And then I'm that going, was the one good part of the that's movie. That's Dazzler. And I'm like, that's great. And then I'm, what else is going on here? Man? That, it's like it, with that much talent in that film, it's like uh, setting up an all-star team and signing all these massive free agents. The Browns. And, and, uh, kind of like the Browns. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And then just sucking the big one. Like the Browns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the Browns. Yeah. And I am so glad that Kinberg has nothing to do with Star yeah, Wars. right. Exactly. We're very lucky. Man. We're yeah, very lucky. Wow. Uh, yeah, Dark Phoenix, man. That brings, yeah, that, that's a... Uh, yikes, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely on the, the low list if we're making those right now, everybody. That's uh, <laughs> a... <laughs> dragon outside. Any uh, other movies that you want to talk about? 2019? Less? I want to talk about Us. Me and you? That too. I thought it was private. All, all of us here. We're going to open up right now? Is now the time list. for this? Yeah. Remember, I, Malik, I, Malik's going to listen to this when he gets older, so be it, careful. That movie was as much of an end. I don't want to say it was anticipated, but the hype of, hey, guys, Jordan Peele. Look at what Jordan Peele's mm. on. Jordan Peele's doing this. He's doing that. You know, he, he broke ground with Get Out. It was as good of a follow-up as someone could have for pressure. If you think about a director yeah. or a filmmaker and you know, or a sequel or anything like that. Us was as good. It was very, very, very satisfying. But we got to be wary because remember, M. Night had this too. M. Night had a couple. Hot start. Very hot start. Here, and I think we talked about now this with Jordan Peele because you said that before when we were earlier in the year and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I, I really think he has way more of a footing. Okay. And, and he's always going to have a comical back, a comedy background to fall back on. Mm-hmm. If he were That's to, true. That's you true. Know, if he were to really sense it. And I think he understands. He doesn't like, remember, rumor was he was going to do Akira. Is he still doing Akira? I don't um, know. But he, or he was also going to get, handed, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, going to get right. handed like some comic book movies and, yeah. and or a Star Trek. Well, he or got Star Wars. He got, no, he got Twilight Zone. Okay. So he did Twilight Zone. And that's Zone, out, isn't and it? It's out yeah. and it's, it's doing its thing. I don't know what it's doing, but you know, he didn't. He even says, you know, he's even even killed and said, "Look, I don't want to take some some other things." I'd rather you say even killed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even Key and Peel. Yeah, yeah even Key and Peel. <laughs> For a follow up, that was a pretty solid movie to have after the sneaky success. Okay. By the way, um, I also want to put on my list for movies. Once upon a time. Oh yeah. I thought that was done really well, and I can't not leave Tarantino off this thing. So, mm-hmm. very very good movie. Contractually obligated. Yes. Yes. Check is in the mail. I'd say as a surprise, like you know, going into you know, going into movies, you know, I'm I'm not anticipating getting emotional. I didn't think I'd, I knew I'd get chills and moments for Endgame and things like that. I did not anticipate how emotionally touched I would be by the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's surprising. Mm-hmm. There are there are multiple moments like I saw for the third time 
yesterday. Oh, did you? Still teared up, and actually a tear fell this time. Wow, which was chewy part? Chewy. Yeah, chewy it's part's chewy, the worst. Just, just the pain that, that Chewy you part's feel. the worst. Oh, my God. And, and You, you know, know why you're tearing up? Because you know it's Carrie. Yeah. You know it's because it's, of Carrie. It's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, and he, and you know, he gets, he gets, finally gets his, his medal. You know, he yeah. shows it off, just everything with him, and then the embrace that the three main characters have. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray, Finn, and Poe. You know, that's real too. That's real. That is you know, real. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got me was, I, I, I think it was, I think it was Finn, or no, I think it was Poe and Ray when they're holding each other. They they hold hands mm-hmm. like behind each other. I don't right. know why, yeah. but I saw that you yeah. know, they're just <laughs> holding on to each other. You know, and that when they did that, I, it just hit me. I was just like, Jesus. And that's yeah. the thing. Um, that's another thing we were talking about today with Rashad is that a movie might have not been done well, mm-hmm. like as an entire film. It's mm-hmm. all over the place, but the emotional points hit hit really hard. Yeah, yeah. really really hard. Uh, yeah, for me, watching it the second time, I got more emotional at the end, and also Ben scene with with Harrison. Yeah, that got mm-hmm. me this time. Ooh, Steel's kid, uh, Harry. Yeah, Steel's <laughs> kid. I was he was sitting right next to me, <laughs> watching him watch that. Really got to me. It was really meta. No, the the obviously Han and Ben yes. speaking, and then the very very end because it just brings it all back mm-hmm. to Tatooine, and, and it brings it back yeah. to your childhood and why you love it, and the shots beautiful. And oh yeah, it's just really good. Cute really question. Good. I have a question. Did yeah. you guys notice that when Ray uh heals Ben after she stabs him, his scar is healed? I did not. Anybody else yeah. notice that? Oh, King I did Tom? not. I did. Yeah, third time wow. I noticed that. I was like, hold. I was like, wait a minute. It, it, there's no more scar on his face. Yeah, my. Fa- I did notice this though. My favorite line in the entire film. Ooh. Is three PO move your metal ass? Yeah, <laughs> and he and he says he says how dare you? We just Dude, met. We just met. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I did not notice that at no? all. Oh, no, no, that's a great line. Three yeah. PO steals the show. Oh yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's really good. Okay, so that was our movie breakdown of 2019. Now um, I'm going to say TV shows. Yes. All right. Um, and King Tom, you haven't watched a lot of shows, correct? I think I've watched Stranger Things this year and The Mandalorian. Well, hey, hey, those are those are top three. Those are my top two. Those are my top three. So that's great. Okay, so at least we're you're not wasting your time. Well, we already talked about Mando. Let's uh, talk about Stranger Things. I, it's on my list too. So, what did you love about Stranger Things, King Tom? I loved how they they really continued the story while developing it into something new. We already knew that uh, what's his name was. Billy was one of the biggest assholes walking God's green earth, and we saw it pay off in that he became the you know the villain of this episode, of this series. I loved the de- ongoing development of each character, the mall setting to anyone who lived any, at any yes. point in the eighties. They just pull it off masterfully, and the, the colors, the setting, um, the the ending with Hopper and. You know, now he's in Russia and he's a Russian superhero, and we're gonna find out what happens to him next year in the Black <laughs> Widow movie. Oh wow! Ooh, it you all know, ties it's in. just talk about it meta. It all ties in. It's all connected. Damn. It's all connected. Damn! It was it's like it was Ricochet. Just a really. <laughs> it was a really good season. It was a really good season. I agree. It was in my top three. Yeah, no, I totally agree with Stranger Things. It was great. 
Uh, yeah, like how, how uh, King Tom is saying that it continues the show. I love how the kids are growing up. We're watching them progress in their lives and everything like that. It's a, it has a different feel, a different, you know, it, it feels like you're watching these kids, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. They're going through some shitty things, but, you know, it's, it's amazing to see. Yeah, so Stranger Things is amazing. Mandalorian is amazing. Well, you know, as as we've already talked, that just, you know, blew our minds. You know, although people still, you know, poo-poo on it and stuff like that, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, that final season was just, was incredible for me. Yes. I love the yeah, ending. You know, a lot of people didn't. That's fine. That's their opinion. Most of the world didn't. Nah, fuck them. That's one of the most surprising things to me in the entire world of that anime surprised 2019. <laughs> Not the show. How it... People turned on it oh, instantly. That, like, that like rabbit dogs. Instantly, yeah, yeah, it was that, crazy. That is a, I think, a an example of what, where we're heading Oy. for everything. Don't do that. There's no. I swear to you. And there's no pleasing th- everyone. There's yeah. no. There's no. I like it, and it was okay. okay. Yeah. It's just I hate it or I love it. That's it. And we're gonna fight over this for the next twenty years. Fuck. That's how it's gonna be for everything from here on out. Wow. And and kudos to Endgame where you had zero people saying they hated it. Really, yeah, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and like I, I think I said before, Endgame has whether they've done this on purpose or not, it's weird because that may be the measuring stick. Yeah, but it's like, dude, people actually dedicated like a dedicated story group over a certain amount of time. Didn't really they they kept a good lid on things. Didn't really let you know other things muddy up stuff. I get it with with Star Wars. Things just ballooned, you well, know. That's a huge problem. A message to the story group, yes, and the writers: figure out what you're going to do from the get go for the next series of films, and do not deviate. Why do you Stick think Kevin Feige's involved? Yeah. Well, we don't know if he's involved in the next trilogy. He's not. He, he's always involved. <laughs> I, I hope so. But Stick with your guns. Just yeah. Just say, hey, look, we're going to use this thing and this thing, and we're going to go there. Yes. Uh, for me, um, TV moments, obviously Stranger Things, uh, Game of Thrones was great, but uh, HBO had a new series uh, called Euphoria, mm-hmm. which yeah. it's pretty nuts. Heard it was great. was awesome. Uh, I know some of the issues were definitely problematic, but they're issues that they address nonetheless, which is someone's got to be bold, somebody's got to be brave and go out there for that. Right. Uh, it was... And Zendaya, this is her kicking her Disney princess mm-hmm. or Disney. Good for her for doing it. Whatever mm-hmm. Disney ties, which ironically, she's kind of under Disney if she's still in this <laughs> Spider-Man movies. But you know what? This is her saying, uh-uh, I'm a grown up now and I'm taking my direction wherever I want to go. This is what I'm going to do. And why not by going for the like raciest thing she can go for and portraying a drug addict, mm-hmm. you know, a drug addict and, you know, a queer one at that too. Like just all the problems that people have, you know, not talk about not having a place or not having, you know, being able to navigate in a certain world and what comes with the territory, like for her to act that out and be a major player in this was, was a really, really good thing. It was actually kind of refreshing to watch. You want to hear some of the best rated shows? Let's hear it from, um, looks like again, USA today. Uh, we got Deadwood the movie. These are things that are on the TV, on uh, TV, streaming. On the TV. On the TV. <laughs> the Dark Crystal, Age of Age of Resistance, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> the, 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 the Did King, you finish it? The first episode? No. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Kingdom. That was uh, number seven. Fleabag, which is critically acclaimed and supposed lot, to be yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Star Wars tie-in, obviously. We have uh, L3 That's is right. the main lead. Right. Uh, Euphoria is what you just talked about, mm-hmm. Les. Yes. A Russian Doll, which I've heard Lorena saw it. She loved it. Succession, which was as my top three. Succession would have been number two. Better Things. I don't know what that is. That's on FX. It's actually pretty cool. Is it? And number one, which is unbelievable mini series or whatever it is, When They See Us. I was just about to bring that up. Because that Fantastic. one, the Central Park Five Oof, story. God, that was so good. That went there. Uh, Ava DuVernay made five great mini films. Because she'll tell you herself, she's a filmmaker, so they weren't TV shows as far as she goes. Right. But they were... They felt like films. They were films and great portrayal. Just... Give us the real side of one, the side of the whole thing. You know, let us see what's going on, and you know, fear, feel what they're going through. And they held no punches in that. No, they sure didn't. It was really done well, and wow, just powerhouse acting performances. My goodness! One surprise that I got was the boys. You guys turned. Oh me on. yeah, shit! Yeah. You guys the boys. Me, you guys turned me on. That to was the boys. so good because you know you always think you know what if Superman was real? You know what if he was here in 2019? You know with all this going on, you know he might be you know the Boy Scout, but you know, everybody has weaknesses and things like so that. so good, man. You know, or, you know the Justice League is you know owned by a corporation, probably would be at some. Oh, point. absolutely. You know, you know Verizon's Justice League or something like that, whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, the, the sleep trains Justice League. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be like arena snapples Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So the boys is a great show because it's, it's awesome to see, but it's really scary and really sad at the same time. You're watching something. You're just like, this is cool, but it makes you feel sad and right. bad and like down and things like that. But it's a great show. So yeah. it's an interesting thing, especially for comic book fans. You know, everybody, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Superman, you know, Superman doesn't even, you know, waste water. You know, he recycles and things like that. No, probably not. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Not. I, would, I, would, I would say probably not. So, yeah. So, so the boys was a real surprise. I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad I got turned on to that. So great, great show. And honorable mentioned, I haven't seen it. The Watchmen is getting just. I was just about I to talk about that. Too. I, I've, I've read some people's reviews of saying that this is the best television we've seen it in 10 is, years. Yeah, it is. I've heard the same thing about The Witcher. I haven't. I haven't I've I watched five episodes. I haven't started it yet, and yeah. I've heard it let, is. Let me just amazing. <laughs> let me just tell you, it is fantasy as shit, though. Ooh. So get ready if you're into fantasy, yes, like really deep fantasy, sorcerers and witches and magic and kings and queens and Cavill and Harry Cavill. If that, I don't know how that that dude just gets more handsome. That dude is just a the handsome son of a bitch. It, huh? white, white, dude, hair. he's just... You, you can't just, take it away. You can only add to it. You know, that's yeah. The, thing, you know. the, the guy keeps getting bigger, too. I don't. You heard what he had to do, right? He had to do the, the water thing? No, I didn't The water, the, the lean out? Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, no water at all? Yeah. Ooh. Like two liters, then one liter, then by wow, he, the day before shooting, you're drinking no water Oh, he all. just looks ridiculous. And, and, and so, the, the show is good. I'm just having a little tough time following it. Because it's all over. If you, if you yeah, think if Rise you of Skywalker's all over. The place, yeah, this thing is yeah. all over the place. Because if you don't have the uh, any any type of background in the book series, I don't, or the video game, the video game, yeah, you're gonna have a little bit of an issue. You're gonna but have a bad time. Still, <laughs> it's still pretty good. You you watch it less? I've been watching. Okay, it. so the fight scenes are pretty cool. They look like they're video games. That's yes. awesome. It, and the monsters are cool. 
But the storylines, like, yeah, all over. There's like a hundred kings and a hundred different queens. I don't know who's the main king, who's the main guy. What is Game of Thrones going on? Well, that's yeah, Yeah. that's exactly (laughs) what they're trying to they're trying to fill in. Uh, Back to Watchmen, though. That show automatically asks questions of society, like right away. It just comes straight out and says, "Here's everything. What are you going to do about it?" At the end of the day, like it just asks real questions. It brings up real things. I know people. Some people are sick of the, you know, white supremacist trope and politically oppressed or the marginalized mm. or what if, but it is prevalent. It's there. Just go look at India right Just now, by the way. Go, people. Yeah, go look anywhere. Like, it is freaking scary out there. Whatever <laughs> you write, turn on your news Dude. and you see some, some terrible things, man. And then, uh, it's just, it's every day. And this asks real questions and, the questions nobody wants asked or answered. Or answered, exactly. All right, so that wraps up this 2019 potpourri of all kinds of different things that we loved and some of the stuff that we didn't like really too much, but it was mostly love because that's what we're all about is love. Now, we love Eric Strathers, and he's not here, and it's not like we – not because we fired him or anything. He's watching Cats again. He is, is, <laughs> he is the third person to watch Cats <laughs> like literally three, if you don't count the cast. <laughs> so what? So it's him. It's Emily, made like nine dollars. Yeah, it's him, Emily Lind, who's the third person. Probably Eric again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He bought two tickets. I really feel bad about cats are not doing well, but this is the way. This is the way. But um, I really appreciate everybody listening this year, and we hope that all of you guys have a wonderful 2020 and. We are so fortunate to be able to meet you guys and talk to you guys and, and interact with all you listeners. And I can't wait to uh, do the same for 2020, man. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a fun year. We don't have a Star Wars movie, but we're going to have some shows. And we're going to be able to chat it up. And remember, we're going to have some Marvel shows. We're going to... Are they filming the Game of Thrones thing? Oh, yeah. The Targaryens is going to yeah, be... they've already begun filming. Yeah. So maybe we'll get that. So it's going to be a good year, y'all. Be safe. And hope everything goes well. Mr. Tom Chansky, where can people listen to you in 2020? Uh, right here on the Sith list. Uh, and I do Patreons for our friends at Blue Harvest, Bad Motivators, and Steel Wars. Yeah, yes. And you can listen to Mr. Eric Struthers on the Bad Motivators. And you can find him at the Sith list. Check them out. They have a really cool Mando shirt out. That by the was way. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. So cool. Great, great, great idea. Mr. Carlos Borgwell, where can people find you in uh, 2020? You can, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. You can find me right here on uh, on the Sith List and uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully out in the streets on uh, Celebration. Isn't it uh, very ironic that you work for a place where the slogan is, what can Brown do for you? Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah it, is, it, is a, uh, it is a joke. You know, what can Brown it do is for a you? joke. It is. It is a joke. It is a joke. <laughs> yeah, what can Brown do for what you? What can Brown do for you? Not much. Hmm. Yeah. We're waiting on Rustin's uh, screenplay, by the way. Yeah. Any news on that? You have insider uh, trading there. Yeah. No. No. No real news. No hmm. real news. I think you know. You know. I think with everybody, the holidays railroad us. You know, with That's everything. True. So I. I it's I not have, like he hasn't given it to you, and you're not giving it to us. Oh no, absolutely not. Okay. No, I, I have not seen it or heard anything about right. it. No, I, no. Who is doing some editing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna be the fucking hero at uh, the end yeah. of this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm Captain America with Mjolnir and the shield. No, the, ta- um, the table read is gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's something else we're looking forward to. In yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Our our culmination of our uh, our trilogy. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
less is more. Where can people find you in 2020? You can find me at on this podcast, The Sith List, and you can find me on Twitter at less is more 78. That's right. And you can find me at The Sith List on Twitter and obviously on here. Have a wonderful new year, people. And again, be safe. And thank you so much for listening. We will catch you in 2020 on episode 179 of The Sith List. Yeah, my memory is hazy. You're my favorite.